and welcome to the Confidence Through Fitness podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie B. I'm here to help guide you through your fitness journey and teach you everything I've learned through building my own body and mindset. On this podcast, I will be giving you my best trainings, tips, and mindset shifts to help you build confidence through fitness. What is up, y'all? How are you doing today? It is Thursday, another Thursday, another day that we get to sit down together, talk about our story, talk about our truths, and really just come together and really show exactly who we are, what we need to work on, where we can improve, and where we can be better human beings. And I think that's kind of difficult in today's day and age, you know, election day is coming up, so don't forget to go out there and go vote. November 3rd is election day. So wherever you are in the world, well, in the country, um, I hope you go out there and let your voice be heard because you deserve that. But anyways, I digress. Today, we have a very, very beautiful very amazing queen that is going to be on the podcast today and she is 27 years old and has a seven-year-old daughter and she is a single mom she is part of the IFBB NPC bikini competitor world so that is bodybuilding for those of you who do not know but she started competing in 2013 and earned her pro card in 2018 and battling with anxiety and depression throughout her young adult life and adult life. She is a huge advocate for mental illness and just sharing her story to other women to help empower them, which is exactly why I had her on this podcast. Moving on to quoting her, she says, getting into the fitness arena not only gave me the physique I wanted and the confidence I always so badly wished I had, but it helped my mental health every single day. Getting started and putting yourself first is the hardest part, but you, capital Y-O-U, are a priority and you deserve to live a life you love. Holy shit, guys. I'm excited. And so this podcast had already happened. This interview already happened. So I'm fucking stoked. I know you guys are going to love it. Stick stick to the end I promise her story and just her words of wisdom and everything that she has been through and has gone through I promise will help you in some way shape or form so I guess without further ado I'm going to introduce you guys Miss Bishop Green thank you Bishop so much for being here I am so excited for you to be here as soon as I started this podcast I was like I know exactly who I'm going to ask to be my first lady, my first woman of bossness on this podcast, and I had thought of you right away. So I want to say thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. No, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I'm so proud of you. So I'm super excited to be here. I know. And for, for like everyone that doesn't know, Bishop and I are just like, friends on the internet via Instagram. (laughs) Like we had never met. I found her profile um, through somebody else when I was first trying to compete in the MPC. And then I was like obsessed with her and her energy and her vibe. And I was like, wow, she could be my friend. We're friends now. That's how I decided it. Love it. All right. So on this podcast, I'm definitely wanting to get into your story. 
Um, but I want to start with a couple of quick fire questions just so that people get to know you a little bit better. Um, so how old are you? 27. Where are you from? I'm from Maryland. Your favorite quote currently? Ooh, my favorite quote currently. My love cuss. Yeah. Fuck 2020. <laughs> oh, God. Either that or fuck Trump. One of the other two. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> and then so far, what is your best accomplishment that you're most proud of? Um, I guess it's cheesy, but like besides Kate and my daughter, um, I guess uh, earning my pro card in the ISBB. Yeah. And your, your physique is insane. If you guys want to see a good ass physique that she's built and I'm talking built over the years, you need to follow her. All of her information will be down below, but now I definitely want to get into your story. And that's basically what this podcast is about is just having empowering moments and shining our full potential through, through the hard times and the stories that we have and we've gone through personal problems that we just emerged from and make us better women. But uh, before you start, I do want to read off this transformation post. So this was posted February 20th of this year and it's on her Instagram, but it's a picture on the right of her now and then a picture on the left when you were 18, 19? Um, 18. 18. Yeah, yeah. 18 before. Uh, eight, yeah, 18, 19. It was, it was right before I got pregnant. Yeah. Okay. So this is what she had said in her caption, and I almost cried. I used my last $8 to buy cigarettes. I paid for my nightly Burger King dinner and change I found in my car. I drove around Frederick with my Connect. I slept on a mattress in my apartment with no furniture. I had more bottles of alcohol in my fridge slash freezer than I did actual food. I had cash in my closet for emergency purposes, AKA running out of pills or alcohol. I drove around drunk more than half the time. I worked doubles just to use the money I made to get into bars in Bethesda slash Rockville. I hid my cuts with makeup and used the excuse my cat scratched me. I did have a cat at the time. I was miserable, anxiety ridden, couldn't pay rent. My car was on the verge of getting repossessed and I just kept turning to things that numbed me. I don't even recognize the girl on the left. I do feel sad for her, though, because she couldn't see the blessings in store for her. If I could say anything to my 18, 19-year-old self, it'd be this. I'm sorry, little B. I'm sorry you're hurting so bad, but you have to hang in there. You have to know there is so much more in store for you. Everything is going to be okay. Holy shit. <laughs> you wrote that shit. That's, I, I literally was like, don't cry, Mackenzie. <laughs> don't fucking cry. Uh... Oh my God. I totally kind of forgot about that post. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. So yeah. take us back to 10 years ago. Um, you had just graduated high school. This was before Caden, obviously. Um, and so many kids I think have plans for the future, like going to go to college and, you know, like they have everything set up for them already. So what did that look like for you coming out of high school? up until you had Caden. Yeah, so wow, 10 years ago, I feel so old now. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, my senior year in high school was not the greatest. Um, it's just, is a hot mess express. But um, towards the end of it, I had just basically said like, fuck it. Like I was skipping school, I was getting caught. Um, I was roaming the hallways in school. Like teachers were like, I was a, I was a terror basically. <laughs> Which I was the first three years in high school, I was great, straight A student. Um, so I had um, randomly decided I was gonna follow my then boyfriend um, to college, to West Virginia University. Um, so I, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. It was just, that's the thing to do. You graduate high school, you go to college. And that's what my older sister had done. Like my parents went to college. Like that was just kind of the thing. Um, but I remember very quickly um, from the minute I got there, what I know now is as anxiety and depression um, just overtook me. Um, I went to class the first week of like syllabus week of your freshman year. And that's the last time I stepped foot in my classroom for that year. Um, I only came out of my dorm room um, to go get food from like the cafeteria. Um, I was very like anxious around people. Like I would, my head would be down. I would not speak to people. Um, if I went to a party with my boyfriend, like I was like clutching his arm. Um, so I actually had told my parents like, I, I don't want to be here. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I want to go, to, I wanted to go to hair school at one point. Um, and I was, I want to come home. I want to come home. And they were like, no, like, we spent this money to send you there. You need to stay there. So I kind of went into this rebellious mode and um, basically said, screw it. Went to every party I could find. Um, just coming home with piercings. It was, it was just like anything to numb the fact that like I was being forced to stay there you know um and it just got very toxic with like my then boyfriend and I was just like what is life right now like I have no idea what's happening um so I finished off the year you know just whatever got to come back and my parents were like all right where are you going in the fall and I was like all right I have no idea like I'm not going back to school and um I was given an ultimatum, you know, like go back to school, like community college and figure out what you want to do or move out. So my hard-headed Scorpio self was like, all right, I'll move out. Um, so I had to get my own car, um, find a place to live, get another, you know, get jobs. I just got back from college. Um, so that started my uh, Hooters journey. <laughs> so uh, That's where things kind of took a for the worst but it's cool um so yeah I mean like I was living in Silver Spring at the time which is pretty close to DC so it's pretty pricey so I was working at a tanning salon in Hooters um finally just like made the switch to Hooters full-time working morning to night um going out 18 years old going out to bars in Rockville and stuff um and then <laughs> one day I was like well I uh something's wrong with my body right now um and I found out I was pregnant so that was fun um I guess that's what you get for partying your ass off and not really caring about the consequences <laughs> right so yeah. that anxiety and depression that you felt that was even before you had Caden yeah when I when I like look back at like you know your school career um 
it, it definitely took me over in like senior year of high school. So what do you think was, kind of, yeah. What do you like, what do you think was so overwhelming about being there that you just was so unsettling and so uncomfortable to you? Uh, when I went to college, um, I have no idea. I think because, um, I didn't really have the crutch I had when I was in Maryland. So like in, when I was here in high school, I had my, my then boyfriend. And if I didn't want to go out to a party, he would say, okay. And like, he was that crutch for my anxiety and depression. You know, if I didn't want to talk to people, he was like, okay, you don't have to talk to people, you know, whatever. Um, so I think when I got to college, I realized like, I don't have that 24 seven anymore. Like he actually went to class <laughs> and did what he was supposed to do. Um, so I think for me, it was kind of like, whoa, I don't have anyone. And even when you do make friends, like when you have that feeling inside you, you're kind of like, I'm a burden to everybody. So I'm not even going to ask anybody to like hang out or like be my friend or like anything, you know? Um, and then part of it was just me not getting my way, not being able to go back home. Mm. So it was just like, fine, I'll just continue to be miserable and soak in my self-hatred and depression and, um, it got, it got a little scary there, but you know, such is life. Yeah. I definitely feel you. Cause I mean, you know, I'm a Scorpio too. And yes. <laughs> in the, I did two years at Michigan state and then I ended up transferring schools in Wisconsin where I live now. And I kind of did the same thing. And that was when, you know, not so nice words were exchanged, like between me and my parents. And like, my dad told me I was going to be a stripper and like, like it was just emotionally traumatizing um for everybody in the house so i totally understand like where you're coming from and the that's really when my depression and my anxiety set into was at school and it was because i was away from home and like crutch that crush like you said just wasn't there anymore so after so after you had kaden what happened with your depression and anxiety then did it like go away? Did you say, wow, I have, an, I have a human to look after, like be responsible? Or um, what did that look like for you after you had your daughter? Um, so right after I had her, um, her, her dad was not involved for the first three years of her life. So it was just me. Um, I was living with my parents, you know, we had all kind of come to the fact like, okay, Kaden is here. <laughs> She's not going anywhere. You got to make the best of it. Um, which is great because my sisters, my mom and dad, like they're all, they're all great with her. Um, but it got worse. Um, I would say because I no longer could just like cry myself to sleep and like cry all day or stay in bed all day. Like I had this six pound baby that I had to take care of, <laughs> you know, she didn't have a choice in the matter, you know, like you make adult decisions, you deal with adult things that happen. Um, but it got, it got bad. I remember, um, I think she was like maybe seven or eight months. I don't think she had just, maybe, she, I don't know. It was like the first year of her life. Um, I'd come home from work. I had worked at a, at a daycare. So I got to bring her with me and I, um, I left her upstairs. I walked in the front door. I left her upstairs with my mom and I went to the basement where my dad was. And I remember, um, like laughing and I was just like I started crying I was like I'm not pregnant again don't worry and I was like I was like but I do want to die <laughs> and I um I just kind of started crying I was like I don't 
I don't want to do this anymore. Like, and I just, I couldn't explain what I was feeling, but I just like was crying on the floor. And I, he like immediately just kind of got up and he was, we're going to figure it out, you know? And I think that's like a parent, as a parent now, I think that's like a parent's worst nightmare is hearing their kids say that. No matter how old you are, you could be 12 years old or I, I was, I guess I was 20, 21 at the time. Um, and I think that just kind of shook the situation up even more. Um, so I, I did get help. I went to see doctors and I started talking therapists, you know, and whatnot and tried different medications and um, it was good for a little bit. And then, um, you know, it hit, it hit again back in 2015, 2016. That was a really rough year. Um, Cause you start to think what is wrong with me? Why am I not like everybody else? You know, cause I am, um, at that point, pretty much everybody I had graduated high school with had, had graduated college, you know, had done their four years, did what they were supposed to do. And here I am, you know, personal training, bartending, I ha I'm a single parent, still living at home, you know, like I was just, I was very much like, this is not, I didn't sign up for this and I want out, <laughs> you know, like someone take me the, the fuck out. I don't want to do this. Um, and I was in a really toxic relationship and I was just like, I'm, I do not know what I'm doing here. Um, so that was a really rough year. Um, gained a lot of like depression weight too. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, I think um, the depression anxiety to answer the initial question. Yeah, it got worse once I had her. Um, but once I learned to manage it, you know, it got better. Mm -hmm. And that so, long, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so where did fitness come in to play? Cause I know I remember, I don't know if I read a post or if you were telling that story, but I, I, I had known that about you, um, with like your dad and you went downstairs and stuff. So I don't know where I read it or if I heard you say it maybe on like a story or something. Um, but that environment seemed like at that moment everybody kind of just had your back and wanted you to get better so where did you say okay I need to do something about you know whether it was a weight issue or you wanted all the good endorphins from working out where did fitness play a role in your healing um well the crazy thing is I had never stepped foot in a gym before like this didn't this wasn't like a normal thing for me to do. Um, so I actually had really bad body image issues in high school. Um, so, you know, having to gain weight for, you know, being pregnant, um, I couldn't wait till she was out. <laughs> I was like, I can fit back into my kid's jeans from Abercrombie. I can be a double zero again. Um, so I started like playing around with like Insanity and P90X like right after I had her, which is what you're not supposed to do. <laughs> so then I joined a gym. I remember um, I was like, I, I had found um, Nikki Blackheader's, that was back in like Tumblr days. So I had this thing, I was like eight months pregnant and I was like, nope, once I have this kid, I'm going to be in a swimsuit again. Like I'm going to compete. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it hired a local coach, you know, and it kind of snowballed from then, uh, just from that. So 
but I was, when I first started my fitness journey, I was definitely hiding in the corner. I had the gym anxiety. I would sit in my car and like cry because I was just nervous to walk into a gym. Um, but yeah, so it was, it started from the very beginning once I had my daughter, but it started for bad reasons. You know, I just wanted to be skinny. I didn't, I didn't know what strong was. I was like, I sweat. I don't want to sweat. I just want to get little again, you know? Right. Right. Oh God. How relatable. I feel like, and like I was an athlete, you know, like my whole life and I was like, well, I want to be thin. And my genetics is like, bitch, thin where? Like you're strong, (laughs) deal with it. So that's awesome. Um, so in another one of your posts that I had read, you had talked about the second chance and that kind of rolled into finding your triggers, how to deal with your triggers. And then you said that the next step was finding that self-love and that self-care. So what do you think was that second chance for you that you were like, wow, okay, I really got something going for me here. No time to give up now. I got to keep going, keep pushing. Yeah. um, So I guess we could say once I earned my pro card is when I really was like, okay, I'm kind of good at this, you know, it might've taken me longer than most to achieve that pro card, but I'm kind of good at this, this lifting weights and competing. Like it's something I've never given up on, you know, like I've, you know, like I tried to play soccer as a kid and I remember just like crying and my mom just finally took me out because I would, all I would do was cry. Um, I tried karate when I was little and like, again, all I would do is cry because now when I look back, it was just this crazy, massive social anxiety. Um, but I quit everything I tried. And so I realized, I guess I started competing in 2013. I earned my pro card in 2018. So I was like, it's been a couple of years and I haven't given up yet. Let's see how far we can really take this, you know, um, which started making me uh, become more confident. Cause I was like, whoa, like not only am I like, did I just achieve something that most people won't ever achieve? You know, some people, they will compete for 20 plus years and never be able to get that pro card. It's just kind of how it is. So I'm like, I just achieved something that's a pretty big fucking deal here. You know, it, it makes me happy. Like I'm in the zone. I'm in this euphoric feeling when I'm lifting. Why would I ever stop that? You know, like, why would I stop something that brings me so much peace? So then I kind of was like, hold on, if it's bringing me this much peace, then that means that I'm like at peace with who I am and at peace with myself. And so that's when I started getting, um, 2019, I got really heavy into like meditation and um, just really kind of sitting in your shit is what I like to call it. So I, I, um, I literally just kind of sat in my thoughts and I remember just being like, what is your issue? <laughs> why do you have so much hatred for yourself? You know, like you're still here on the planet for a reason. So why, why won't you embrace that? Why is it so hard for you to say, Bishop, I love you. You're doing a really good job, Bishop. Like, I'm proud of you. You know, like, why is that so hard to be proud of myself? And I think it, a lot of it does stem from just like 
feeling like I let everybody down when I became like a single teen mom and like, you know, being the depressed one in my family, I always kind of feel like this burden. So I never felt like I was uh, worthy or deserving of being able to like love myself. But as soon as I got to the point where I was like, fuck that, like, no, I deserve to be happy and love myself. Well, you know, like as soon as I got to that point, that's when this like new bee emerged and everybody was like, dude, you're glowing. And I was like, I know, like, fucking love myself. You know? <laughs> you here know, and she's here, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Like I, st- I still have the dark cloudy days. Like those days are never going to go away, but I've gotten better at figuring out like, okay, Bishop, why are you feeling anxious right now? Why are you feeling like the world would be so much better off without you? You know, like, and then it just kind of goes into sitting with your shit for a couple minutes, meditating on it. And just, if it, if you can't control it, you got to let it go. You know, that's what I tell my clients all the time. Like if, if it's out of your control, why are you stressing? You know, so it's like, I got to that point where I was like, I can't help the fact that it's fucking raining outside. So why am I going to let the rain ruin what could be like a fucking fantastic day you know yeah so if that made any sense it does and would you say like the that's one of the main techniques that you use when you do have those triggers or you are feeling anxious as you kind of take a step back breathe into it you know meditate and let it go like what is your process in identifying and then tackling those triggers that you do have. Yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely, some days are better than most with it. I mean, some days I just cry. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to have a little mental breakdown right now because that's what I need as a release, you know? Um, But a lot of the times it's just telling myself, like, you need a timeout. So sometimes I'll even look at Caden and I'm like, mommy needs a timeout. I'll be back in five minutes. You know, and that's when I go to my bathroom and I'm like, get your shit together, <laughs> you know, because I think most of the time for me, it's like, I have a kid to take care of. I don't have the time or the energy to sit in my shit and complain and whine and, you know, like, I have someone relying on me that I got to take care of. And she's old enough now to where she knows if I'm having a bad day. And she'll be like, mommy, do you need a hug? And I'll be like, yeah, mommy needs a hug. You know, and it's it's okay to admit to even your kid or your partner to be like, dude, I'm having a bad day. Like, cut me some slack here. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. and so um, I mean, even sometimes I'll just like when I don't have her, like sometimes I'll have to, you know, go outside and smoke a little green and just calm my thoughts down. You know, because my brain is constantly going. So I think for a lot of people, it's going to be different techniques, but for me, it's just sometimes it's whatever like I can do on the spot you know so if that's just taking a mental time out and walking away you know then that's what it is yeah I journal too every night I journal so I love journaling yeah you ask my husband how many journals I've bought in the last three months he'll probably say like 20 <laughs> oh yeah so what um kind of like wrapping up what would you say to the women who are struggling and who are battling depression and anxiety right now. I feel like people are aware of it, but then it's like, well, what do I do? Like, do I, do I pat them on the back? Or, you know, like, I feel like people don't, don't have the words to say. 
um, when it comes to people that do, or women specifically who do have that depression and anxiety, I think that, you know, from my experience, people have kind of tiptoed around it and just thinking that I would get better when in reality, you know, that's, that's not the case. So what would you um, say to those women or recommend to those women that are kind of dealing with what you had gone through? Um, I guess number one, um, you do have to want to get better, you know? Um, I mean, it's hard as hell when you're in that dark place to want to get out of it because at that point you're at rock bottom and you're, you don't care what happens, you know? Um, so you, you have to want to, to be happy. You have to want to have that love that you give out to other people, you know, like you have to want, want that love for yourself, you know? Um, so I think once you can hit that point and you're like, all right, I want to be happy. I want to love myself. And so that's when you start making steps to figure out what, what gets you in that dark place. So like your triggers, what's going to get you out of that dark place. And like, asking for help like I don't have a million friends like my one best friend just moved to Florida <laughs> you know um and she's the one who knows everything about me so you just find that one person like if it's your sister if it's your one friend you don't have to have a million friends like find someone that you can literally text at any moment of the day and be like yeah I'm having a bad day and as long as they're just like you're gonna be able to get through it that's all you need that's all you need to hear you know so I think we, we all, whether you're suffering or you're trying to help, is um, don't expect to like have to chop your arm off and give them your freaking organ. Just listen, you know? Um, and then also like do, find stuff that makes you excited and happy to like be alive. And I know that sounds crazy again when you're at like rock bottom, but like your life doesn't have to look like these Instagram reels. Unfollow everyone that makes you sit back and go, I wish I had their life. That is one of the top things that I did for myself that leveled me the fuck up in happiness. Because I was so sick of scrolling and being like, oh my God, I'm never going to have that. Oh my God, her life's perfect. Oh my God, I wish I looked like that. As, like as soon as I unfollowed all those accounts, I was like, hey, my life's not that bad. You know, I was really able to like sit back and be like, I'm cute. Like, you know, and like stop comparing everything. So yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think that's awesome because, you know, I don't, social media, it's like a love hate thing. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Business is built on social media, but if it were mm -hmm. up to me, I, I probably wouldn't be on it because like, if I didn't have my business, I'd probably be like, yeah, I don't really care about it and go live in a van somewhere in Colorado. It's like my dream. Right. Yeah, literally, like it's, we can't go without it because it's our income and it's how we keep up with people and, you know, but hey, if we could get by in life and not have it, it would make a whole lot of things a lot better. Agreed. All right. Well, coming to a close, do you have any plugs that you have for the people? Where can they find you? Anything like um, that? No, I mean, you can find me on Instagram. Um You'll probably write out my Instagram handle, but it's Bishop Green underscore ISBB Pro. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, I'm just a huge hippie. So if you're a hippie like me and, you know, love all things universal and manifestation, it's what I love to do. So, all right. Well, thank you again for being on my podcast. My first podcast guest. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. So happy for you. Thank you. And thank you again for being here. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I want to thank you so much for joining me on this podcast episode. If you love this episode, please share it with someone that you love. Give it a like and leave me a five-star review along with a comment because I would love to hear from you. Thank you again for joining me and I will catch you guys all in the next episode of Confidence Through Fitness. Thank you.